Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Sendit Philippines. Sendit is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code hustleshare. I think that's for me. You, you, learn, you, need, you need to learn how to say no. And at the same time, you really have to be firm with your decision for the sake of the company. Um, you have to forget the uh, the other aspect. Uh, you have to separate your personal life to personal decisions and don't, don't combine it from, uh, you know. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are back, and again, it's been a while since it last recorded. Uh, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, um, that was pretty dope because those were recorded a couple weeks back, and 
just for context, uh, if you're listening to the show on the first time, I'm also a startup founder, and I'm in the middle of a fundraising round. And when you're doing that, it's so crazy. But before that, let's talk about someone who successfully raised a million dollars already. Okay, for for a startup, and I, I I said it to a fault that I haven't heard of you guys, but you've raised a million dollars and proudly representing the Philippines. So before I get carried away, let's welcome Mr. Felix Ike of Comunidad. Welcome to the show, Felix. Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me. And again, thanks very much. And sorry if I haven't heard of you. Just that when you're, I, I'm pretty sure you know this. When you're fundraising, everything else is secondary, right? Because this is uh, this is runway, right? When you're yes. when you're, <laughs> uh, it never gets old too. It's the craziest part of uh, any startup founder, especially if you're a CEO. But I want to understand your journey. But before mm-hmm. I ask your journey, I need to ask you the million dollar question. Wix, <laughs> what's your hustle? Yeah. So um about the hustle, actually, um, well, I think all my life I've been uh, you know, like I've been uh, hustling. So mm-hmm. um even before I actually started to work, uh, you know, like an employee and uh, you know, a lot of stuff. So but eventually through experience, I was able to learn uh, a lot of hustles, like you know. So I was doing a lot of, uh, uh, actually there are two things, uh, so uh, more on tech, that's, that's my hustle. And then the second one is, uh, uh, I love camping, <laughs> that's why. Camping. Yeah, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I divide those two stuff, uh, like Monday to Friday, I hustle uh, tech and then weekends, I, uh, I hustle outdoors. So that's what I do. I mean, that's what I do now, that's what I do now, but before I, uh, I hustle, yeah, the same as uh, almost everyone, like uh, every day, nine to five, uh, commute, you know, working, yep. just, learn, just learning things, you know. No, that's good. Again, and that's, what, that's what's important as a startup founder is that we have balance, right? Because this thing can drive you nuts. Yeah. Easily. I agree. <laughs> and you need to find a way to find that, um, that, that sanity back just for a few hours at least, just to rem- remind you of what, 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 matters the most because again as as as, fund, as founders uh, or again as being ceo you eat last you, you prioritize yourself the least uh in the grand scheme of things but again you got to give yourself time to still be able to focus and nurture yourself in order to be able to serve right i agree absolutely and now i need to ask you to buckle up because if you like the outdoors and you like camping we have a time machine here because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Boom. Now we are back in the camping grounds. All right. We are in the camping grounds. And I need you to, uh, to, to, uh, to paint us a picture of what Felix was. Because one thing that's interesting, I'm stalking your LinkedIn right now, mm-hmm. is you came from the great Bicol region. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, and I have a theory of why Comunidad, uh, again, just for context for those people who don't understand what Comunidad is yet, it is, or what, what, how would you define Comunidad, uh, Felix? Well, definitely it means, uh, it, it means community, at least, yeah. since most of our work is uh, being done 
with the impact to the people. So uh, we named it, uh, you know, Comunidad. Mm-hmm. It's more of, uh, we just mixed actually, uh, <laughs> what do you call this? Uh, like community and uh, in a way it, it can be global. Mm-hmm. So so with a mix of still uh, the Filipino, uh, you know, uh, like culture. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's basically community, means community. Oh, but in, in, in to be very specific on the problem you're trying to solve, what are you guys working on? Yeah. So um, the, the main thing that we're working on is uh, we're in tech, but we're really focused on weather and environmental uh, uh, intelligence. So, weather and environmental. environmental. So that's very interesting. And that's why I was like very. I've, that's, why, that's why, as you mentioned, you know, we're really on the back end of things. We're not really like, uh, you know, these apps that you see, uh, like, you know, like a lot of people. So we're, we're mostly on the back end and we're actually used by mostly on the back end of, uh, of government, of private uh, companies. So uh, that's why, you know, uh, we really focus on the business. Um, you know, the, the secondary, the fundraising, it's all uh, like, you know, the, the PR, they're, they're all just, yeah. you know, secondary. Of course. Uh, but, but we're not in that, in that like, you know, in that space. consumer uh, space, right. so that's why we're still just in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what do you call this? No, but the impact and the, the problem you're trying to solve affects us all, right? Um, yeah. At the end of the day, we know how messed up the world is and how it looks like the tipping point is just a, a matter of uh, of, of uh, years or yeah. months. Uh, you know, Ron, you know, I came from um, Legazpi City, so that's yes. where I grew up. That's where I studied also. So I'm not from Metro Manila, and I. You know, uh, our culture in Bicol is different, of course. It's uh, more uh, like, you know, provincia type. And yep. uh, so, um, and, you know, coming here to Manila, you know, we're just here to work. You know, we don't even have any, like, you know, like anything uh, else. We, we need to have work to support our family, of course. But, uh-huh. you know, knowing Bicol is one of the disaster-prone areas in uh, the yes. country. When typhoon we were, belt. Yeah, typhoon, volcano eruptions, earthquake, yep. whatever, you know, name it. So, um, yeah. It's more of a, that's where the action happens. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so when we were growing up, you know, you know it's, it's natural. I mean, it's, it's natural. And why not use it when, when, you know, when I had a lot of experience with this stuff, you know, why not use it to also apply it globally, right? Since we have the expertise exactly. naturally. So uh, in other countries, they, uh, you know, um, yeah, they, they just look at it at like there's a weather. But here in the Philippines, the impact in the communities is really, uh, you know that they affect like there's evacuation centers there's four months of brownout and right. you know, a lot of stuff it's 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 the effect is, is really uh you know, especially climate change now yeah uh, it's uh is you know the impact of that is will be you know worse in the next few years so uh yeah that's that's actually the foundation of it you know we came from a, a place where <laughs> there's a lot of it so we mm. what we did was we just uh uh, what you call this? Enhance it and uh, made use of all the data. Then apply it globally. So I think it's a good, uh, uh, good stuff that uh, most Filipinos they're actually copying what other countries are doing. But for us, the style that we did is you know what what is our expertise in terms of you know the, the real things that are happening. What we did was you know um, what we uh, what you call this. So. Uh, we feel that we are the best in these in these absolutely things. yeah so so uh, that's why it's uh, you know we are confident to compete globally mm-hmm. and uh, we're not afraid to you know to face competition like you know these bigger companies so yeah, yeah. so that's a uh, 
how how we we call it in Bicol Uragon. So we we Uragon, yes. We feel that you know we feel that we can compete. Uh, most Bicolanos are very competitive. Uh, so uh, yeah. Yeah, we're bringing that uh, on a global scene. <laughs> oh, and that's amazing. And and that's what I want to understand. So again, um, one thing that I, I see here is that you've seen disasters in the thick of it, right? So whether it's volcanoes and with Mount Mayon, whether it's the typhoons that there's 20, at least 20 of them that hit us every year. And again, first dibs is either Bicol region. My roots are from northern Samar, so we're not that far. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, just, just under yeah, Matnog, right? You just have to cross. Yeah, yeah. So that that's uh I totally understand because I, I see my family like and my god, when it gets ravaged, they get hurt. Imagine the first landfall mm-hmm. of a tornado, oh, not the tornado, that typhoon. Mm-hmm. Um hits that that's the hardest one. But now I want to understand first. So you mentioned that the roots is from uh Legaspi Albay, correct? Yeah. Um, I want to understand from a point of view of a data-driven guy, or at least being an entrepreneur. What were your? What was the mindset like? Because one thing also from friends that I've seen got got born and raised in the province. It's I've seen this, and again, I'm not generalizing. I've just seen this in, in a lot of people. Two things. First off, they have a chip on their shoulder. They will out hustle you and they'll prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it there's also this inferiority conflict yeah. complex that ah, I'm taga provincia lang, whatever. Right. So how did you get over that? And how did you nurture that competency that if you had that pride of an Uragon and says, Nah, I can do it, I can be world class. Back when you were still in in, in Legaspi at Albay, what was that? What were the? How did you nurture that mindset and then that desire? Yeah. Well, to, to be honest, Ron, you know, when I was there in Bicol, I, 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 you know, I didn't have any sense of entrepreneurship or even business. Mm. You know, I, you know, it's, I, I just hang out with my friends. You know, we, I, I think we had a band, and uh, you know, we, <laughs> we, 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 it's, it's more just, you know, I haven't been exposed to any of these. So, okay. um. But along the way, you know, uh, through experience, so uh, so it's like that. You know, these things just come to you, and then uh, you take the opportunity. Then you realize that there's a lot of things also, uh, like in your past, in your community, that needs uh, help in terms of these yeah. things. But the challenges um, now is mostly um, because uh, we are we're always asked, you know, what's our difference with Pagasa with Fivox? Uh, you know, mm. with government agencies. So that's actually the everyday question that they ask from us. Okay. And um, um, well, uh, because the, the 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 world now is evolving, actually, right? I mean, in the future, uh, I'm not saying that we don't need Pagasa or we don't need Fivox because you know they are really doing a great job. But mm. eventually, it's gonna be automatic, right? You know. Mm. You don't have to wait for the news, right? You know, I mean, yeah. you get so, the NDRMC alert that scares the hell yeah. out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love it, but my God, it, it it makes you panic. And then um, mostly Filipinos are just concerned about typhoons, but on a daily basis, uh, like for example, if you compare airport operations, right? You know, the airports, um, they are very precise. Like if uh, if uh, if there's lightning and thunderstorms, the plane won't go down yet. Won't land yet, and then uh, they have to wait like 30 minutes uh, up in the air before they go down. 
that's how they, uh, precise they are with the weather, right? Right. With, uh, with, so, as you, as you can see, like, you know, the governments and businesses also have the access to the same data, right? But why are not they using it on a daily basis, right? Wow. So, yeah, so, mostly my talks actually um, are showing everyone that we have access to data. You know, the Philippines is rich in data, but the way we use it is uh, actually very traditional. It's like, uh, as you can see uh, in the Facebook, you see a PDF file, right? You know, like a PDF file like uh, or a picture of, uh, of a typhoon. But, yeah. you know, we're used to like looking at typhoon as where is the typhoon now? But we were not used to looking at it. What's the impact in my house? Correct. So if, uh, you know, if you have a business, like if you have, a, let's say a bank, you have 1,000 branches, mm-hmm. you know, if you see a typhoon, um, the, the, the reports should look like, you know, 1,000 impact reports. In an automated right. way, so that's the impact in your location, not the impact in the country. Like, I mean, of course, you are concerned in your location with your, your yeah, yeah. In community, that's what we do actually. We, you know, we, we use pagasa data, we use, uh, you know, but it's more like the approach, you know, how do you see risks? Uh, so, um, yeah, but, but, but I think now we, uh, there's a lot of challenges in terms of, uh, uh, of what you call this, uh, inter- uh, explaining it mostly. To, uh, to people, but the the point is, you know, we're we're using that data to really help a lot of communities. I, I think most people don't know that, you know, we we have the biggest clients here in the Philippines doing that already. So we're in the back end. We're at the back wow. end. Uh, but um, what do you call this? <laughs> we're we're doing it in airports. We're doing it mm. in uh, uh, in bigger bigger LGUs. Nice. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, that that the also also one thing I learned as you mentioned like as a Bicolano, we actually didn't. Uh, now it's it's not about your Bicolano you came from. Uh, when when you're doing startup actually, it's more about the revenue already. Like I mean, yeah. it's more about the numbers. So yep. I telling my people that you know, you know the secondary is the you know the things that you do with startup fundraising, but you you don't need uh, to forget that you're still doing business. You know, yep. you need to have clients. They need to pay you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So um, that's the most important part. Regardless of your inferior, you have an inferiority complex or whatever, but you have to have clients. You know, I, I, when I started actually, well, I was invited actually. Here's one, one uh, thing that I wanted to share. So I was invited in, in Beacon actually for like a startup uh, weekend because they are also promoting uh, the Bicolano startups. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I have nothing like bad to say to them, but what I mean is, um, um, when, uh, when I was talking actually, uh, most, most of the startups are, are in a way idealistic. Like I have a good product, right? I have a good product. Then I have uh, something like that, but they forgot actually to sell the product. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, um, so that's what I, I'm telling everyone that, you know, when you are doing fundraising, when you are doing a lot of stuff, it all boils down to like you know, do you have clients? Like, you know, do you have? Uh, you know, so mm. it's really, uh, you know, it's really just you know, go get get to your grind, just work. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now I want to zero in before you again. If 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 the if the your previous uh, job or your setting in in uh, in Albay. And again, this is what you have now, and you completely detailed it in a great way. I, w- I want to bridge shout out in the middle and understand how you built that career and that expertise. Because if you oh, yeah. understood the problem, 
and this is the product that you have now and how you you're basically operating it in a way i want to understand again how did what were the first hustles you did and what are the things you learned because this is a highly specialized startup oh yeah yeah so right how did you get in here yeah it's even hard to hire people you know with 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 that mix of experience so we're all it's always a challenge for us but yeah you have to build them up yeah for me i uh I'm not saying I'm I got lucky, but I am thankful for the mentors that uh, I had in the past. So I started actually working. Uh, my it's like the real serious work uh, because yeah. I also had a lot of uh, shitty jobs. Like uh, <laughs> I worked in email support. Uh, I worked in a call center. Uh, hey, know. we gotta be proud of that. That that teaches yeah. us something, right? Yeah. So, so I did that too. I, I worked three shifts. Like um, every two weeks, they change shift from nine to five. Uh, oh, five to, like you know. And then they they terminate you after the three month contracts. You know that during I think fifteen years ago they do that like every three months, three months. Yep. Then you don't have a job for three months. Then you know. but but that was like you know that was that was like that was a real hassle for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, mm-hmm. but after that, you know, I uh, uh, started applying for a job and then got to uh, to IT. Uh, yeah. So um, my boss before was. Uh, his name is uh, John Orok. So John Orok is actually. Oh, John! What's up? Shout out, John. John, John, yeah. Um, uh, it's my boss, and then uh, John's team was like full of uh, you know, all the uh, top IT uh, people okay. here in the Philippines. Barhead. Uh, when I was when I was uh, just you know working with them, I didn't really know what, what I was doing, but um, by observing them, you know, I got to uh, to witness uh, you know, uh, you know how how these people work. Right. And uh, but eventually I got you know uh, I improved my skills in IT and all those stuff. Then mm-hmm. after that I I transitioned to because uh, during the time uh, in 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 the IT industry so I was uh, my position uh, already what do you call this? I was in the management position because right. uh, of the hard work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that I transitioned to to a European firm that that mm-hmm. that handles weather. Uh, so it's Wonder. a year. So, okay, yeah, so sense. that was the transition. So I came from a a heavy IT startup. Um, we do platform development. We do you know all hardcore stuff. Yep. To, to that. So that transition, uh, the mix of that. Uh, that's where that's where I where, where I am now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to mix the past experience from the present experience and right. made a startup. So I think um, I'm, at, I'm telling my employees that. You know, they think I'm just this cool guy, you know, but I I have like a lot of experience in terms of, you know, these things. So, so my job before in, uh, in, in, when I was working with these European firms, I, I actually worked with New Zealand government too. Uh, the, yung pag-asa wow. New Zealand. So I worked okay. there for years. So I was uh, handling Asia in management and technical position. Then, but uh, all of these, like, you know, the whole traveling. So you, you work uh in asia and then you travel all around then you got to know everyone uh, so yeah. that's why i decided to build comunidad because i think uh, i witnessed the other countries that hey you know philippines is much more worse and we, we yeah. have more experience than you guys then uh as you can see i'm the only filipino in conferences abroad uh with these countries <laughs> um yeah. you know um well some of the guys from pagasa i sometimes but usually in most conferences um you know i it's very rare for Philippines to uh, to explore in these areas. So yeah, yeah that's what what that's what happened. It's, it's just a mix of my previous work and 
um, I decided to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, decided to be an entrepreneur not because I love to be an entrepreneur, because, you know, I need to earn money, you know. There you go. I need to earn money. So, I need, and then I need to earn money. I want to earn money in, in my own way, and then, and then in a creative way. Like, I mean, I, I still feel that in a startup, it's still, uh, you know, you still need to be really creative. <laughs> no, that's absolutely because you're creating something that's out of the norm. But all right, let's take our first break. And when we come back, I want to understand further what, what made you jump and how that experience was like and how you completely built Comunidad all the way to how you raise a million bucks to get that done. Let's talk about that more after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Felix Ike, again, who was then told us how he built uh, his own startup based on the experiences that he's had prior. And that's, I think, a common theme to a lot of us founders that, you know what? A lot of we pick up little things along the way of problems that we think we can solve ourselves that are inside out. Uh, that again, we pick up from the, the jobs that we've had. But I want to understand so, weather or crisis management and technology that's not the, the initial thought in my head when I heard this like, shit, that's going to be super fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because I. This it, this is hardcore stuff that affects millions of lives, and you're trying to solve this problem. And I want to zero in on the problem first. 
of all the problems you tried to solve, because they've seen the John Oryx do it, and again, that guy's amazing in terms of uh, solving and making money in, in deep tech, whatever form or fashion. I've seen how many exits has he had? Three, four, right? And he's also paying it forward to other founders and mentoring them. It's amazing. I've, I've worked with him, by the way, before. I stayed in his office for a while when uh, my first in okay. Jupiter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met you. That's wow. Besides sweet ecstasy, but all right, going back. The, the, this problem is a very legit problem. But why this problem of all things that you, you could have done? If you just, if the ob- objective was to earn money and object, uh, earn money creatively. Yeah. Well. Um... Well, when when because of uh, as as mentioned the past experience, actually, um, it's more like um, we've we've seen the opportunity in terms of uh, you know uh, making a good business, but at the same time, um, along the way, you know the effect of uh, like oh okay you're really helping people, so that came uh, that came along uh, and then balanced everything. So it's like um, even our employees like uh, they like working in this company because. It has balance of both a business and then at the same time social impact. Yeah. And then especially now there's environmental social governance where you know thing they, there's a lot of things that we need to consider yeah, in terms of climate change. Um, yeah. Um, as you mentioned, the, 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 these are you know these are not just data that you can publish online. Like these are risk data. Let's say if you got right. wrong, if you got incorrect data, you know the risks are very high. Um, yeah. People can die. So, yeah, people can die, and um, so. But yeah, of course, this is our craft. This is that's why uh, you know businesses are paying us, and um, yeah, um, I think along the way we 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 got to a point that you know we really love. We, at the start, it was a really a challenge, as 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 you mentioned. Uh, what are the challenges that I encountered? So first, I didn't have a company. Actually, I was using my friend's company. I was selling to BPOs. Oh wow! Outsourcing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I built a company. Then uh, I got wrong partners, right? You know, you know, like yep. the, the, the lesson that I'm uh, want to say to everyone, you know, be careful with partnering with your friends. Like you know, <laughs> like you know, like I'm I'm saying that you know it's good friends, but in terms of you know business, uh, business, it's you know there's always something could go wrong. Um, so yeah. Um, in terms of me, um, because I'm not, I did, I did not have any uh, like MBA, so I didn't know how to uh, to to what do you call this to navigate through the business uh, area because I was just a tech person. Um, so it was hard for me to 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 understand that. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot, I had a lot of uh, bad decisions, changes in the in the company until uh, until you know I navigated it, experienced it properly. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, experienced it the way that. Uh, I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. So I think for me, it's more of just the admin, uh, the admin stuff. But the technical stuff is it became so natural to us, to right. me, and also to my. But more on how to set it up. Uh, mm. I, I think in the Philippines it's very hard. And but I'm happy where we're at now. Uh, yeah. Now as mentioned, as mentioned, Ron. So um, if 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 you like, if you can, let's say, if you know me personally, I I, I don't really like you know. Look like a founder, you know, like. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> so, so, I mean, uh, I mean, I just work, you know, like the business, and I know that our, our product is good. Um, we help a lot of people. We help a lot of business. Then we just do those stuff. Yeah, but I, I want to zero in on the 
struggles. So again, mo- most most founders that decide to create a startup have a, a one a s- several ex- levels of expertise on a certain field, whether it's technical, business, and whatnot. But you're the CEO, and you're coming from a tech background, and you said you struggled on the other sides. I want to I want to know exactly what those struggles were and how you actually overcame them because a lot of the founders that listen to this podcast are probably in the same boat. Like I'm either good in tech yeah. or I'm good in business. I don't know shit about tech or a mixture of both, <laughs> right? But there's levels of expertise there. How did you overcome like, you know, you you said you made the wrong co-founder decisions. But yeah. what what really defines a good founder also? Is their ability to bounce back from wrong moves? And I want to understand. I want to understand how you did that. Uh, I think, yeah, um, you're right. Actually, uh, you know, bouncing back from from failures, and but I think the thing is mostly of you know what motivates you actually in doing this. So I think uh, it's not more of mostly on the product on the side, but it's more of a personality, you know. Yeah. So uh, there are people I know that is really like working really like their grind is like for me. I I, I was saying like you know I cannot do that. You know, like I mean. It's too much. Like I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people who is really or really motivated, and then they really want it bad. You know, I think if you can see most founders, they really want it bad. You know, you know, I have to do this regardless of what the challenge is. For example, um, um, most founders, I think, you know, uh, when when we talk uh, with each other like personally, we are very open to you know financials. Like you know, yep. I think that's the number one challenge for startups. Is you know, um, for me, we took the risk. Like you know, I hired a lot of people. I invested a lot of business, so you know, I really didn't care about the money that uh, you know that I bootstrapped, right? <laughs> you know, so, so uh, at first I got excited, right? Okay, yeah, you know. And the good thing about having a lot of friends and having a, uh, it's like trying to be a like a very good, better person. Yeah. Is, uh, you can bootstrap uh, easily, right? Like people yeah. trust you. Like for me, um, uh, you know, when even when I was in college, I can bootstrap. You know, like I can bootstrap. And and having uh, organized a party like you know, yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, I I use that uh, like you know skills that I uh, you know so, but the problem there is um, I've got the wrong decision. How are you uh, gonna be pay, pay it back? And then there there are cases that you you have six months without money. Oh shit! Like something like that. So um, usually uh you know um, especially during the pandemic, right? So most projects are you know, like cut off and something. But as a founder, how will you manage that? So I'm telling, uh, you know, like some of the people that ask me, like, it's not just about the product, you know, it's just a, it's, the financials are really crazy. Um, the cash flow, uh, that's why, that's why, you know, it's good to have funding, but it's, it's along that way, it's, it's very hard to manage cash flow. Yeah. I think that that's the first one for us as a, as a, because if you don't have, if you don't hire good teams, good people, you cannot do it by yourself. You yes. So you also have to invest. In uh in great people and then you have to pay them also great yep. money. They don't come cheap. Yeah, they don't come cheap. You also have to pay great IT developers to, to help to help you. Like you know, um, for me, I was I was the one who developed the first version, but the second, third version, I can no longer do it. Yep. So, yeah, like and then um, yeah, and then these types of things, and then and then you have to find clients. You have to do sales. Uh, it's it's like um you know how bad do you want it you know because. I think most funders are also thinking that, you know, what if I give up now? Like, I mean, I cannot really, I cannot longer do this. This is really like crazy. Um, So, but every day when you wake up, you still want to, you know, you still want to do it. Like, you know, 
if you have that mindset, I think, um, and then also you need to also to listen to other people, like, hey, what you're doing is, I mean, advice from people. Because uh, for me, um, the good thing about the network I have also is um, globally is, uh, you know, I schedule a call with others and then I ask them for help. Like, uh, what do you think this feature would, uh, you know, uh, the impact of this feature of the system? What about the pricing? Um, how do I reach out to these people? So, you know, in, in short, uh, in, in Filipino, it's like, dapat makapal yung mukha mo talaga. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I had, a, I had a, uh, a teammate before who doesn't want to bootstrap money because um, like he thinks that bootstrapping money will affect his social status, right? I mean, oh, man. I mean, like, like for, for example, like in, in a Filipino, pag nangutang ka, it means wala kang pera, right? No. That's, that's, that's what they think. But in, as an entrepreneur, you know, it's, 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 you know. That's the so, only way you'll scale. Yeah, that's the only way you'll scale. So, yeah. Um, so, like, like I said, you don't, you're not, you don't need to be afraid. You have to take the risk. I mean, in summary, you have to take the risk. And um, so along the way, you're going to get excited with those risks, you know. It's like playing, uh, I don't know. It's like casino or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. not playing casino, but it's like you know you're playing a game. So yeah. no, you bet on yourself. That's it, and, and your ability to to um, you know build a team around it. Now I want to focus on product. So you 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 said you built it, and I want to zero in on these data points because again, if that data is readily available to everybody, how come nobody's doing it? And what exactly did you guys build and productize mm-hmm. that? it becomes something that you can, you know, uh, sell to a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah, as, as you can see, uh, the, 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 uh, the world now actually, there's a lot of improvements, right? There's a lot right. of data, there's AI, there's, you know, there's a lot more. So, uh, in terms of uh, operating it, for example, a power plant operating, uh, you know, like a hydropower plant uh, or an airport, Actually, they, they make use of uh, paid data. So they pay for the data, right? Because those data are high quality. Okay. But of course, in, as in, in, in the Philippines, no one buys data because they think it's cost, right? Uh, but yeah. in Europe, in US, that's, also, that's already part of their daily life. And they, right. If it tastes good, then they would pay like, you know, uh, millions of uh, like dollars for that data. So uh, because it helps them in terms of uh, efficiency, operations, and so on. So... Uh-huh. Well, what we did is, um, well, government data is also available here in the Philippines, but you cannot extract it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you have to look at their website. You have to look at their website. So if you go to a, a, a local government, you see like hundreds of screens, right? You see, you see like, wow, command center. So you see hundreds of screens. Uh, there's, so these are, these are a lot from, from every website, but it doesn't really tell you the impact of in, in a barangay. So... Um, what we do is actually we extract data. Um, in a way, we we invest in data. That's that's what we do. So Got we collect it. data. So we buy from the best uh, data suppliers. Okay. Um, one of our partners is uh, like Tomorrow.io, who <clears throat> who is now putting satellites uh, for weather. So microsatellites. Wow. IBM, the weather company, is also a partner. Mm-hmm. So these are bigger global companies. Um, and then we pay millions of pesos. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. That. That, that's that's the like the that's our uh, that's our our, our business, that's but the way we deliver it to customers that's actually the value of what we did. So mm-hmm. what we did is um, it, I think it's it's really like complex to explain because um, 
the way they use environmental information for government is different. For government, it's just safety of people. Uh, actually, we just have these Viber SMS alerts where, uh, and I'll tell you a cool thing. So, for example, um, there's a lightning strike, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, if there's a lightning strike, so there are two types of lightning strikes. There's cloud to ground. That's the, that's the, the, the one okay. who, and the one is the, just in the clouds. It's called the... Uh, yeah. The ones that just light up the sky and never hits anything. Yeah, yeah. So, but those two things uh, uh, will result to uh, a lot of things. Heavy rain. So if you're in a, if you're in a hazard area, a flooded area, like for example, if you're in UST, Espana, so even Shout a small... Out, that is my uh, alma mater. So I know that very well. Mm -hmm. It will flood. <laughs> but, you know, this data is available, right? So um, what happens to that data is uh, uh, if uh, what we do is, for example, if you have 50 barangays, if there's a lightning strike near that barangay, it will be alerted in real time. And it will tell you like in an hour before, like there will be the risks of flood. So it's real time now. It's uh, it's <clears throat> that that data you can use for other not not typhoon. This is on a on a daily basis. Wow, so that data is already available. And then uh, actually, um, I'm always in uh, when when I am speaking with other in other events. Why are communities not using this data? And it's used right. by Naia. It's used by Naia. It's used by airports. But why why don't we use it? Right, you know, because of the understanding of a data driven approach. Right, you know, we are still used to mm. looking at the website, looking at Pagasa. That data is coming from Pagasa anyway. You know that data right. is. Um, why not automate it? Just like, like we, we have this Viber alerts. Just send it to the, the you yeah. know, people receive SMS and Viber alerts regardless of where they are in uh, in the. Yeah. So and make it proactive because again, a lot of what we do now it's either like shoot, it's too late. Yeah. The, the the thing is here we could we couldn't prevent it from happening. If you said that that is a, a that data is available all along, right? We should have the ability to really make that pro proactive, and I think that's what you're doing. But again, I'm I'm pretty sure there is a point here where you have to really remove status quo and bad habits before that. And uh, how did you overcome those things and make this product again something that's digestible? Because I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of the things uh, that that want to stay in the status quo movement. Would be like, yeah, we have that, man. We don't need it. How do you break those barriers? Yeah, uh, it's a good question because um, um, that's really a challenge for us. Um, I mean, uh, the example I gave to you earlier. So as you can see, it's it's gonna be like it. It makes it super efficient. It makes it, yeah. you know, for example, if the NDRMC sends you a heavy rain alert, but it, it's already over, right? <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's already flooding. <laughs> Like, thank you. I see the flood. I appreciate it. In our system, it's uh, like uh, a few hours before it tells you on a barangay level, right? So, for example, mm. if barangay one will flood, uh, potential for flooding, it tells you the potential for but the barangay five does, will not receive the alerts. So, that's how it's efficient. Uh, but um, the challenge is mostly on, uh, of course, the existing systems and then the education also uh, in terms of, uh, because as Filipinos, Regardless of a typhoon, we don't really care, you know. I mean, mm. let let it hit, like you know, let just be, let let the people evacuate, and after that, let's just handle the uh, the, the situation. aftermath. Yeah. But because we're used to the to the past, but climate change is real, and then it becomes so like you know uh, uncertain. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, sometimes uh, these decision support tools will really help save lives and also save uh, assets and business. And uh, but when you explain this to the normal status quo, it's it's really hard to digest. I mean, for us, yeah. um, um, Europe and US actually they are doing this already, like for the past how many years? You know, yep. they, tornadoes, whatever that ha- uh, that's out but, there, right? Yeah, for them because for them they're seasons. So it's, yeah. it's really very easy to manage. In Asia, it's different because we have a lot of disturbances. And um, yeah, um, when you explain this actually to local government, they always say that, you know, there's a free website actually. Like, uh, it's, like, <laughs> um, it's like I'm telling them, if you're in airport operations, you don't look at free websites, right? You know? Yeah, there's you lives know? on the line. What are you talking about, right? Yeah. So if we can have that same level of approach, to, uh, for safety. Uh, that's why I always say an example for airports. If you have that mentality uh, to approach the public like, you know, like, like passengers of an airplane, yeah. that would be great. I mean, uh, the data is there. That, that's it. I mean, um, yeah, so the, the, the acceptability uh, in, uh, is, is, very, is very challenging. Uh, that's why for us as startups, it's part of the challenges. Uh, that's why we put budget in education, we put budget in marketing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but but the, the, the real aspect of that is, uh, you know, the, 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 pro- the issue, the problem that we need to be solved to the customer. For governments, it's safety. Mm-hmm. You know, for energy companies, it's, uh, it's different. It's more of a trading market, uh, safety mm-hmm. tool, mining, different. You know, uh, when you're in the boat, it's different. So every, every uh, what do you call this, uh, industry is different. So, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, it's a funny thing because when... Uh, you know, people from the National Weather Service actually, uh, of course, they're focused on safety, but there's a lot of ways you can also use the these data in a, on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And at Comunidad, we are like the, uh, it's like, uh, here's, a, here's an example, like the traditional ones, uh, like Pagasa, they are like more of the Gen Xers and mm-hmm. we are the, like the, the Gen Z. <laughs> the TikTok one, the, the, you're the TikTokers, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're the TikToker of, uh, yeah. Of data science, technically, technically for for crisis management. I mean, climate management, right? Now, I, I want to understand um, from this point on. So that was a challenge. How did you get your first few clients? Is it oh. part of your network? Is it part of pure hustle? Because again, if there's status quo, you gotta break. That's hard to break sometimes, yeah. and especially in government. Sometimes, uh, you know. They, they like to stay at a status quo. I've seen government agencies still running Windows XP. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> how, do, how, do you, how do you break that cycle? Yeah. They're always actually, um, people are also asking me, some of my friends from uh, the industry, that, you know, how did I get a lot of government customers? Uh, government, actually, um, Comunidad actually has, uh, has government customers in India and in the Philippines. So wow. we have a lot of government customers. And we have also the conglomerates, the conglomerates like Aboitis, Peralco, I mean, and a lot more. So we have, uh, those, those are our customers. And, um, the, but the first ones I, have, I had was like, you know, business process outsourcing companies. BPOs, yes. Okay. So, you know, I, I was trying to, actually, the, 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 I started from sending tropical cyclone reports, only just, uh, you know, like by Baguio. Before before it hits Philippines, uh, you know, you, they get a report, so they they rearrange their work their workforce. But how can I capture them? You know, so I did the classic way, like you know, cold calls, uh, emails. So I mean, that that didn't work. 
Actually, said, you know, stop emailing me. Like, you know, what's this? You know, like something like that. <laughs> find a way to reach out to them. So right. what I did is I uh, I sponsored, you know, I, I you know, you know, you know. But, you know, like, the, the, the thing that you said, you have to invest first before you right. can. So I, inv- uh, I invested uh, to reach out to the customers because I didn't have any way. I didn't have that network. So uh, I participated in events, actually. I sponsored mm-hmm. events uh, and then, we uh, we put education uh, like hey these data can help you and we we give them free demos nice. and then suddenly I uh, you know that campaign uh, actually it's not just one campaign it was five campaigns that I did mm-hmm. and after that you know I got a few customers and I was happy like you know like even they they don't pay that much but at least you know yeah it's something right and then along the way it evolved to something bigger because my clients was uh, was all located in BGC. Mm. Right, so and then Tagig noticed it, so that's our first client is Tagig City. Uh, I'm in government, uh, so yeah. uh, but yes, dealing with this stuff, it's very tedious. Uh, not just for the regulatory, for the compliance, but uh, you know, convincing them, not really convincing them, but making them realize that it's important. And then after that, well, once I got that, you know, I I uh, I got motivated too much, so I. My hustle like like times one hundred, <laughs> so like nice. I, I I saw the I saw the opportunity I saw the potential then, okay okay let's work I hired people and then you know those but the, the very first ones it's very difficult because it took me a year actually to get a client because I didn't know how to approach them I'm like who would who would buy weather data right like, like um you know these kinds of things but in but in 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 <laughs> if you are in other markets it's very easy to to sell but in the Philippines it's very hard. They're, they're the perfect market, but they're the hardest to sell to because, again, status quo and old bad habits. But uh, before we take our last break, you got that down pat. You have the product. You have a little bit of uh, things. How did you start growing the team? Because a lot of these early hustles was all you. Yeah. What was that composition of the team? And if you had mistakes on the co-founder levels and you know people that you went business to, how did you get the right team in place? Yeah, especially in in our field, um, actually, it's 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 very difficult because there's only a few people who are in this field, yeah. uh, especially in the Philippines. So um, during my past work, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, I met I met a few people who who at that time I feel like you know, no, 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 this guy has a great potential, but I I I don't have money to offer. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, uh, actually, I, uh, I'm happy that I, my team is now composed of uh, people from UP uh, wow. in meteorology, people from RTU, Result Technical University, mm-hmm. Data Science and uh, Astronomy. Wow, so, there is a, there's a course yeah. in RTU yeah. there. Wow, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And then uh, I'm happy that I'm also giving them, you know, like full-time jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, their salaries are much more bigger than uh, in, in, in government. I'm not saying like, Absolutely. But, but I think, um, I mean, during the time, uh, I hired actually some people, but it didn't work because the, the expertise actually is, uh, it, it doesn't fit. So now um, I was able to meet these guys from UP, from RTU. So they are in, 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 in academe uh, uh, area where they really know what they're doing. But uh, so what I did was, uh, you know, I hired them and then, and uh, I, I I used to have a team uh, abroad uh, globally. So I have a uh, when I was working uh, in this U.S. company. So we have uh, people in Africa, in mm-hmm. South America, in India, 
so we have uh, we have this uh, for three years uh, we have these friendships uh, like global uh, mm-hmm. uh, we 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 go to the US every year we you know we have like drinking sessions there and so but you know this is a global team so yeah. I also find them uh, it's it's a combination of sales uh, the sales global sales team I have is uh, is very senior you know yes. much more senior adults than, in the room yeah but the the technology came from the Philippines from RTU from UP. You know, it's a good mix. Imagine these kids can do. I mean, before, if, here's the comparison. Like, when you go to Pagasa and you go to the other agencies, you know, of course they are scientists, right? I mean, I respect that. But now that these kids from RTU, for example, from UP, they know how to code. Nice. They're meteorologists. They also know Python. They know how to code. That's they know. Amazing. So it's part of their curriculum now. So I mean, imagine, yeah, like. Um, I have, we have a client, like a big, big client, they pay big. And then the system is done by like, you know, by a 21 years old. <laughs> who just know, but that's amazing with this, that skill gap that, you know, that even though they're 21, they're actually much more skilled than those people who are already been there for years and years before. So Yeah, and then they're exposed with data now. Uh, so Correct. before these, these uh, meteorologists or scientists do it manually, like, you know. Yeah. This data coming from bigger, bigger companies like mm. these kids can just play around with that, like you know, create a product. Yeah. And I'm happy actually that you know um, we have this deal with RTU. Uh, so aside from hiring the people there, uh, we also have an internship program. Nice. Uh, so you build talent up. Yep. And then uh, just to start making Philippines also, you know, they have to be confident. You know, uh, they have to be confident in terms of. Um, as Filipinos bringing in our expertise with natural disasters abroad, right? Mm-hmm. No one's doing that. Um, uh, and I think that also, uh, sometimes it also breaks our heart that um, we didn't get any, um, I, I'm not dwelling in the past, but uh, here's the thing, you know, as community, uh, we did it on our own. We did it with uh, even the funding that we got. No one helped us, you know, no one helped us in terms of uh, Philippines. And that's, uh, you know, that's also part of the motivation that you do it independently. Like, you know, um, um, and then uh, we are doing it on our own. We are hiring uh, on our own before. And then, yeah, we got the funding. So at least it can sustain. But nice. before that, before the funding, uh, I was, I'm telling you, like, before the funding, I invested in that, uh, in that, that because I know that, you know, you believe in something. You know, as founders, we believe in something. So we take the risk. And then secondary, you look for funding, you do the tedious due diligence process, and, and <laughs> you, know, you cry in the night, and then... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, now let's, uh, let's take our last break, and when we come back, let's talk about how you actually got the funding after crying in the night. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Center has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. DragonPay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We are still at Felix I.K. Hogan. 
told us that he's been trying just like most startup founders <laughs> who are in the in the valley of sorrow you know because it's never easy and again this is where people typically this is where your metal uh, as a startup founder gets tested the most when everything is literally it feels like hand to mouth uh day to day operations and then you have to plow through do fundraising do ops and do everything else in between right uh, and manage cash flow which is fucking nerve-wracking um on your end it's very impressive that your seed is a million fucking dollars oh, yeah. right and i mean it's 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 this is the best time for filipino founders but i can just imagine how difficult it was to pitch this to vcs where it's not the sexiest thing in the world it's not the fintechs of the world right now it's not the sexy what we're looking for in the world walk me through how difficult the fundraising for comunidad is uh, especially at the start and then later on we'll talk about how you finally got over the hump and got the million dollar check yeah how do you guys how did you guys do it the difficulty is actually you're right um, for us it's much more harder than uh, the other founders than the other startups because yeah, most... they can put you in a box typically yeah. there's verticals eh? like ah this is fintech ah this is e-commerce whatever don't even have a category for now you know but, exactly. <laughs> but no, they're putting a category already. So right, right. Uh, uh, well, um, I think it's it's it was really never easy for us. I mean, especially for me, um, I was in the face of uh, already like you know building a product, a team, and then like juggling from operations to fundraising and cash flow. It's really hard, um, and especially you also have your personal life, right? You know. Yeah family you have you know like all, all of those things so it's all mixed up a pandemic as well like you know the pandemic and all those stuff mm-hmm. and uh, for us uh, we did it during the pandemic so so you know, it was double hard and yeah i think when we started pitching actually it's it, it's when we pitch it's not like we got the funding already it took us like two years you know no two one two years of fundraising not really two years of fundraising when we did the first fundraising so um it's like no one can understand what, what we're trying to pitch, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then um, what I did was, okay, um, if, I, if I couldn't get any funding yet, then I'll just try to build my clients. So I bootstrap, I bootstrap, uh, and then, but the, our investor, actually, I have good relationships with them, regardless of uh, they haven't really funded from the first, yeah. first time. So um, that, that one thing, here's... Uh, one thing I love about our investors, so they help us actually. So when I pitch, uh, they help us to be scalable, to be to be the company that I am now. So it's not like they're in there for money. So they advised me along the way until after like a year they invested. So um, it's like here's the thing: most most investor most founders think that um, once they do fundraising, they can get money. It's, it's really hard for us. We have to show them. We have to prove that. Uh, so. What, the first pitch didn't work. So after the first pitch, I decided, okay, I'll get more customers. You know, yeah. I'll show the traction. So uh, really, we really work hard as a team. Um, we bootstrap some money, and my team supported me in that. Um, my team now, still the team before that supported me during hard times. So, right. so sometimes um, it's true. Like you know, the salaries are very hard to let. It's like you're. 
in the Philippines like uh, isang kahig isang toka. Yes. So that's, so that's 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 your business uh, model. <laughs> right. Your business model. So just don't die. That's it. Survive yeah, as much as you can. <laughs> if you feel bad, don't take medicine because it will cost you. You know, just teaching yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but you really have to make this work. So the good thing is we work hard as a team. We got a lot of customers. And then when the sec the 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 approach was hey I got back to the to the investors and hey uh, we have traction already nice and then after that um, um, because I was able to close global deals so nice. it's, the investors invested in me not on our idea but on our business uh, traction so I showed them the business the traction so they invested. Uh, and then that, they also that's also the good thing because if they invested early, okay. I have a very low valuation. But when I was able to to give some traction, I was able to put a higher valuation in my company uh, because of the numbers. You know, these in, the investors they just actually look at, especially for seed fund. And um, yeah, almost like two years before it it really materialized. Nice. That's that's amazing. And again, that's the, also the reality of fundraising. People think like, ah, okay, I'll decide to fundraise. Some people are just blessed also to just like, okay, I'm gonna fundraise, and a few months after, it's done, <laughs> right? Yeah. But for most of us, especially for grassroots, man, it's fucking hard. It is yeah. hard because again, there's so many factors. It's not like again, you you don't you don't. What I don't like hearing. And this is personally, is when people feel start feeling entitled that hey, you know what, VCs don't freaking cut shit to hear any cut shit cut money here. Nobody owes a shit though. Mm-hmm. That's that's a harsh reality that we have to overcome and prove that we are worthy of investment, right? Because the money that people invest to 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 startups, it's not also just money that that, that just you know just just came out of nowhere. Somebody worked hard for that. Now yep. we want to be able to prove that even though we are grassroots, we can still earn that check and that valuation. That again, congratulations for getting one million fucking dollars uh, as seed round funding. For us, really, it's um, I think for most startups like A, but for us, it's like uh, we feel that um, you yeah, it. I mean, yeah, we we got it, but it's it's, it's like it's like um. It's, it's time to work hard. It's like, uh, it's not really like, hey, we got the million dollars to celebrate. For us, it's time wow. to work hard. And um, actually, the, celebrate the, for a day. It's like, yeah. yay. And then tomorrow, back at it again. Just like yeah. nothing, nothing. But I think um, some of the kids now, they're very idealistic, um, but they really have to put the work. Um, you know, the investors, even though they have a lot, we have a lot of investors now. Their due diligence process, their process is still very tedious. Um, They, you know, they, 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 their VCs are very smart. You know, all of all of the people working at VCs are smart people. (laughs) You You cannot, you cannot really like tell them uh, like dimo sila pwede bulahin. You know, they know, they know you're you're lying. They know you're telling the truth. You have to show them the real numbers. And um, yeah, I mean, so some of my friends like congratulating me. I told them, you know, it's. I didn't work for like three months to just get this. You know, I tell them that, you know, it was really like a very uh, <laughs> um, long very, process, long, long process, long process. So um, 
And uh, I think, uh, you know, if it's a very long process, it's, it will make you more happier, you know, like, I mean. Yes. Yeah, it's like, worth it. You, you, you cherish yeah, yeah, it more. And uh, I'm, I'm as a startups naman, for me, I think you need to work on increasing talaga the market, yung revenue. Uh, and then, of course, yung product market fit nga na sinasabi nila. Correct. Uh, you have to um, also look. Kaya marami din kaming adjustments. So we did a lot of adjustments. Um, hindi nag-work dito. We have to change it. And then, uh, pero ano talaga, very tiring. I mean, isipin mo from financial to IT to, you know, yung physical. Uh, buti nga ngayon, nasa pandemic. I'm not saying that it's good, but uh, we can work on just... You have to travel. Yeah. Imagine before, you have to travel. Um, right. um, yung mga clients pa namin, clients namin nasa Myanmar, Bangladesh, India. Like, you have to travel pa pag ganun. So, right. It's crazy. But again, great stuff. But I want to understand now with one million, what are you gonna use? What are, what are you gonna do with this? Because again, it's not like holy shit, we have one million. That money is yours. No, you're you need to use that as fuel to where you need to want to be in yeah. the next whatever. Yeah, usually, usually these dollars um, is equivalent actually to certain milestones. Uh, of course, when you're a startup, and for every startup, you really have to achieve those milestones in order for you to grow. Um, for us, the good thing about Comunidad is we are already revenue generating. Um, so the only thing that we're doing is how to increase that revenue. Uh, so we're building a product, uh, a new platform will be launched by January. And then uh, we're also expanding in, uh, because our current market is in uh, Southeast Asia and South Asia, which is composed of like India, surrounding countries. But uh, during this funding, we are also increasing in Africa and South America. So, um, because the platform is scalable, so we're making it scalable because of the funding that we have. So it's it's pretty really work on the platform and work on uh, on capturing markets. So um, one thing I learned here is, uh, you know, the investors that I have. Well, actually, our investors are uh, Asia Development Bank (ADB Ventures). So, Shout out uh, Toby Floro. Uh, Toby, Toby, uh, and then uh, WaveMaker Partners. So uh, the good thing about uh, these these investors that we have is they help us. You know, they help us realize how to be, uh, to be, to what you call it, to set up the company properly, and to set up the company for global uh, scaling, and um, they also help us in a lot of things. So I like these uh, kinds of investors who doesn't just invest but also enable you to you know to be to become successful, and um, I think it's uh, it's a win-win for us for both actually the investors and uh, and us and. Yeah, um, we're now we're not really working, um, you know, to finish our stuff platform and scaling. And we're hiring now. Actually, we're we're doing hiring. Um, we're doing hiring in India, in Cambodia, uh, and um, our office. Uh, by the way, is in Singapore. That's our main office now. It's not nice. here in the Philippines anymore. So, but uh, yeah, we're hiring data science. Meteorologists, which is when you when we when you post at LinkedIn, no one applies. <laughs> what is this? Is this the one that reads horoscope? <laughs> like, is this a horoscope company? Right? Yeah, yeah, we're very willing to. Uh, we're, we're actually now, um, you know, reaching out to uh, government to partner. Uh, actually, we're talking in to Pagasa. We have these cute sensors now, uh, but you know, like. <laughs> We're just doing a lot of uh, you know, like what you call this pilot projects. We're yeah. doing a pilot projects, and um, yeah, that's uh, the million dollars is uh, is 
there are two things. It's a good thing, but second is uh, you have to take that responsibility as a, as a founder um, to you know to really work hard. That's amazing. As you can see, the journey is very challenging. It's like you know if you're like you're watching NBA, right? So you work hard college. You you're the you're you know then you got drafted to the NBA, right? So that's that's the time you just started working, right? Yep. So for us, we just, you grind again. Yeah, for us, we just feel that we just dra- we just got drafted, like uh, not really on the first round, maybe <laughs> maybe third third round pick, but we have to yeah. prove that you know we are uh, we can be the all star, like you know something like that. So um, yeah, and it's amazing, but because one thing that what I what I love about what you guys are doing is again built in the Philippines, but but made for the world. And yes. that's what that's a that's that's a rarity. And that's why I want to commend you guys. Like most Filipino startups, especially us grassroots people, you need to think like that. Because if you're only just solving problems in our backyard, if you're gonna, if you're ever gonna get significant funding, mm-hmm. unless you do it like Kumu, who's just doing a fucking amazing job, yeah, yeah, right. If you need to get that type of traction too, um, you have to build it for the world, and you have to have that that uh, global scale mentality. Now, I want to understand this, um, Felix, before I let you go. And let's pay it forward to those founders because a lot of them, myself included, can, can get weathered through that long valley of doing hand-to-mouth while you're raising, while you're just trying to survive, right? When you're cockroach mode, you know, you're, you're, not, you're just not going to go away and you show grit. But what's your advice for founders who are in that in the thick of it? Where you were a few months ago, where you barely had anything, you had to survive, you don't have that funding yet. What would be your advice for them to, to survive or to, to walk to the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I think my advice first is, um, first, they have to take it very seriously. It's like... Um, it's like raising a kid, <laughs> like, you know, um, for every small detail. Second is uh, you also have to reassess everything. I mean, what's, what's, you know, working wrong? What do I have to adjust? And um, third one is just, you know, um, look at the facts. Like, do I still have money? Do I still have, uh, you know, how much money do I, uh, you know, like, can I bootstrap? Or what do I need to do? So, I mean, it's like, it's like having a blue, like, like a plan. Imagine all the options possible. Because you are like, you know, you're falling down the cliff already, right? And so you, you really have to think quickly. So that's, that's where you can assess that you're really for this, you know, um, <clears throat> that you're really for, for, for these kinds of, uh, that's because there's also founders I, I know that already gave up. Like, you know, shit, I can't, I can't really do this. It's affecting my, my finances, my family. Yeah. So it depends on how, how really want it bad. But I think more on just proper assessment and, uh, listen to the experts, to the people that can help you. Um, find advices like how how can I manage this, you know. And um, if you really believe in your product, you know, and then if you if you think that you're really solving a problem that can scale globally, I think you 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 have the right recipe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but if you are, for example, uh, like in a certain industry, like for example, um, like Kumu, what you mentioned, if I'm gonna make another Kumu, it's very hard for me to, you know. Yeah. To 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 really convince investors, so I have to find that niche too. Um, the good thing about me is my niche is the my past work. 
my work was a niche already so um i like something something like that so yeah it's just really you know hustle how 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 hard you want the grind to be if you are taking that you know risk then you're you're, you're gonna be you know you're gonna be all good correct um, and you can't be an anti-hustler because there's this movement now. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Uh, this year, I, I came across it that there's this anti-hustle movement of 2020. I was like, dude, if you're a startup founder, <laughs> that's the worst thing you can take. Yeah. Because we work 24 fucking 7. And we work for survival and we work for the teams and the problems that we're trying to end our dreams as well. Right? And you can't... The only way you're even going to get... And there's no guarantees because even if you work hard... There's still a big possibility that you're gonna fail, but if you want to give yourself a fighting chance to to even get that 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 uh, thing uh, that you're wanting to get, whether it's funding, whether it's revenue or a product, the only way you're gonna get there is through hustle. Yeah, it's like uh, here's my perfect example, and I think this is not a this is not a good description in a way like but this is a, a perfect example for me so if you have like aneurysm right you cannot go high blood high blood rate so you have exactly. to monitor you have to monitor your high blood rate because if you get into this uh like high blood rate then your veins might explode right might pop yeah you have to put a lot of monitors in your body you have to take medicines everything so you have to work 24 7 in order for your body to you know not to affect that aneurysm so that's what that's what it takes you know it's like uh you have to be oc you have to be anxious you know that's how it takes it's uh it's 24 7 monitoring like all aspects from from your employees from the the sales from you know so that's that's how that's how it is and um if they see founders usually sometimes speaking in speaking engagements actually they're thinking about something else <laughs> yes, I'm, like, I'm thinking like who can I? Who's the investor here? I'm looking at the room. Like, yes. Who can I close here? Right, whatever. It's like you're continuously hunting and continuously. <laughs> trying to improve, trying to so, yeah, that's 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 how we uh we are, and then yep. uh, that's that's how it that's the recipe actually to make it work. And for now, we we as comunidad, we don't see ourselves as a successful startup. We see ourselves as as uh, uh you know. Just having a good start, yeah, yeah. Just having a good start, and uh, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And we're happy uh, that we got the support from the global community, the global investors. Yep. We tried to pitch in with Filipino investors, but uh, we didn't get any chance to you know, to be you know <laughs> considered. Uh, so, uh, uh, but we're happy that we were accepted in a in a global way. Uh, the valuations globally are bigger than than what Filipino investors valuate your company. I'm not saying I'm not saying bad. To the no, and that's true. I absolutely agree. You can't you can't use the Filipino discount, but yeah, that's yeah. why you need to have a global perspective. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So that's what uh, usually when global investors reach out to you, uh, they give you uh, you know like a reasonable valuation. Um, but there are some Filipino uh, investors who gives you really like you know bad valuation. It's like getting I think around you know like I heard from some news like you know. Like getting like thirty percent, but forty percent discount. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that too. But, but, but again, that's their job. They're trying to get their best deal, of course, right? So that's why, as a founder, you need to know how to stand your ground and how to negotiate with the. Yeah, proper and that's valuation. also one challenge: the negotiation. For me, I'm not a good negotiator actually, um, mm. and it's really hard uh, to to face these experts like mm. these VCs 
when you're not really uh you know that type of person <laughs> you know i mean um so the negotiation part is also something that you have to learn you know like and then you have to really know what the business the value of your business is in what you know uh, based on facts actually based on, and also your 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 projects so yeah i mean as you can see there's a lot of stuff and i think every founder is also encountering the same the same correct same thing yeah and my my last thing there is that um ask for advice from people that have been there and the best people that can actually help you out are founders as well just like felix who is here now last question felix before i let you go what's the best advice you've gotten over this 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 period um of being again uh, IT with a IT guy to being a full fledged founder who's actually made a mil- uh, uh, raised a million bucks. If you can just remember, what's the best advice that was given to you? That's a good question because actually uh, two days ago that was just actually we were like discussing that part. So for me, um, everyone's telling me that I have to be firm, um, firm in terms of. Um, let's say if you want to fire someone because people are not doing the work, you really have to be firm. You have to forget uh, the, uh, I mean, um, um, like these emotional factors that affect us. Yeah. Like, you know, as Filipinos, we're emotional. For example, if you are partner with your friend uh, in a startup, uh, the only reason why you're not firing him because you are his friend, you know, but he's not doing the work. You, can, you cannot find him for two months. You don't know where they are, you know, those kinds of things. So, uh, you know, if these people uh, are not doing their job, um, you really have to, to learn to, you know, to be, to stand your ground. And second mm-hmm. is you really have to make, you, 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 you have to learn to say no. Uh, you have to learn to say no. I think that's for me. You, you, learn, you, need, you need to learn how to say no. And at the same time, you really have to be firm with your decision for the sake of the company. Um, you have to forget the, uh, the other aspect uh, you have to separate your personal life to personal decisions and do, don't combine it from, uh, you know, uh, because what's happening now is there's a lot of founders who are friends and suddenly things get mixed up. Because for me, it's based on my real experience. Yeah. And uh, if I didn't fire a lot of people, not really a lot of people, some of the partners before I, you know, it will not. You wouldn't this- even get here. Uh, yeah. So, ano siya, madugo siya, madugo process in terms of people. And uh, you really have to have a, fit team i mean the team that would fit the vision right so right. if the team is uh like i mean not doing is doing you know not performing you, know, you have to yeah that that is a very hard thing for for like for filipinos actually uh, especially if you know someone and then you fire them you know it's like you have to be straightforward you have to just tell them what you really yep. want and then uh, that 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 will take time to learn for me i uh that's the most Thing that I'm working on, you know. <laughs> no, it's true because again, again, uh, as values as, as as Filipino founders, we, we there's utang na loob, there's yeah. pakisama in the way. But you know, at the end of the day, more than yourself, more than anybody else, business or the startup comes first. Again, Felix, thank you very much yeah, for you. being on Hustle Shop. But before I let you go. Maybe there are people who want to use your data or your product. Please invite people over to uh, check out Comunidad. And if they want to reach you, how do they do that and where do they go? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you can reach out. Our website is uh, comunidad.co. So, um, 
you can see there how uh, you know what are industries that we tap our clients and you can just search me by LinkedIn uh, Felix IK um, you know I, I always reply to the messages even I know just like I did <laughs> randomly <laughs> uh, I always reply to the message even if someone's selling me I told them you know um, we, we have a different product already I mean I, I always you know always not really 100% reply but I always try to, re- uh, to to reply I feel that replying is a good gesture and, uh, and uh, be professional if you only if you have time if, I mean uh, you can they can find me community.co they can find me at LinkedIn uh, Felix IK and um, I'll be having some also uh, discussions uh, I mean speaking engagements with the Philippine uh, startup summit nice. uh, and then um, this is they, 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 we have a smart city summit flood summit so uh, all the things that I mentioned to Ron about, uh, you know, the, how this data, uh, I will, uh, like, graphically show to everyone how to do it. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, so that it can save also uh, a lot of people in, let's say, it depends on where you are. So, you know, these kinds of things. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're, uh, I'm happy. Thank you, Ron, for, uh, for, it's rare that I, you know, I do this podcast and, and I, I like the, the the style of the podcast and uh, thank, you. thank you. I like your website by the way, so it's very sure. minimal and very uh, modern. And, yeah. Thank you. It's the Gen Z in us. That's the yeah. We are the Gen Z. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's an honor also for me uh, to to participate and thank you for choosing me. No man, well deserved and congratulations once again. And we are rooting for you. The whole startup PH ecosystem. For sure, after hearing this, we'll be rooting for you. But before, before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps are probably there. And, we did, and if we did say some jargon, don't worry, it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the other hustlers that hustle with us, it's going to be the Hustle Share community on Facebook. Again, Felix, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. And uh, have, a, have a nice day and stay safe always. So things are getting better with COVID. So... Uh, next year would be great. All right, that's good. I'll see you too, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.